0: I really like to preach. I would go so far as to say I love to preach. It's one of my favorite parts of the work that I do as a priest. You may or may not know this, but every worship service we have assigned readings that we are given for that particular Sunday, and they follow particular themes, and each year we read an entire gospel. There are three Gospels that have a lot in common, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. They're known as the Synoptic Gospels, and we read a different one every year. So on roughly a three-year cycle, we come back to a Gospel again, having not heard it in worship since three years before. That also goes for the Old Testament reading and the Psalms, although those come about a lot more frequently, and the New Testament lessons. And so I love, love looking at what the scripture is for the next week to preach on. Sometimes on Sunday afternoon, but always by Monday morning, I open the book to see what's in store for the week to come. I like to do it in the morning when it's quiet. I get my cup of coffee, and I sit down, and I open up the book to see what is assigned six days from then. And in reading it, I'm excited all over again about what God has given us in the Holy Text. And so, you may not be surprised that as we come to these services Christmas Eve, I do the same. I open it up and I say, Oh, this is what we read last year. It's not on a three-year cycle. We hear the story again, every year. In hearing the story every year, which I believe we need to hear it, but in hearing it every year, there can become a familiarity with the text, that makes it almost common. And because of our comfort with the text, we can become a little um, immune to the power of what it is that we're reading. Because on this festival, the Feast of Christmas, we read about how God became incarnate how God bridged the divide of time and space to come into the midst of time and space, a particular time, in particular space, to be among us. Sometimes we need something to remind us of that reality. And I'll tell you that it came back to me again, because it's done it several times in my life, but again it came back to me, the power of this, when I visited Israel and the West Bank a couple of years ago. It was there when, in a common worship service, I was saying the song of Mary with everybody else that I realized, this is the land that Mary said these words on. This is where the sun, this is how the sunset looked to her. This is the kind of dirt that got on her shoes. And I realized again that God became flesh and dwelt among us in a particular time and in a particular place. That became even more evident then when we went to visit Bethlehem to see where the place is that Christ was born. A spot that's been visited from the very first followers of Jesus. Thousands of years people have been going to this spot, telling people, that's the space, that's the spot. You know, when we hear about his stable birth, where the cows are lowing or the cattle are lowing, and we hear about the animals gathered around and no room for the inn, In the end, we could envision a stable like a New England stable, or maybe a Midwest stable, maybe a Southern stable, but not a Middle East stable. So it was really moving to me to find out how people lived in that day with their animals. Because you see, that whole region is limestone, a soft stone, it has pockets and caves and then can be made into space by carving out the stone. So people lived in these shelters. And often they had a very common room that everything happened in. They would roll out their bed mats to sleep. Then they roll them up, and that was their living room, everything. And there was a room in the back where they put the animals at night. Now think about this. You're not going to have a fence in limestone. You're not going to be hammering out pegs to put your sheep for the night, right? You're not going to put your cattle outside where there are animals that could attack them. No, instead, at night, these singular animals were brought into the back room of the home. They generated heat and they were protected. I got to see a space like this, and thanks to my friend Richard Cutting, I'm going to show it to you. This little spot was overseen, is overseen by the Franciscan church, and it's like a cave. They put an altar there, even, with benches around it. You can see that it's a little room in the back of the living dwelling. And so when Mary and Joseph were looking for room, people said, we've got our sleeping rugs all rolled out. There's no room here, but you can go in where our animals are. And so they did and laid Jesus in a manger. You see it there on the bottom right-hand corner? It's not made of wood. It's made of stone. And it looks just about the right size as a bassinet. To realize that God came in a particular time and in a particular place reminds us of the glory and the power and the wonder of the Incarnation. That God thought we were worthy enough to come among us really values us enough to come into our midst, wanting to convey the infinite love of God because humanity wasn't getting it. We can't save ourselves even by our best efforts. Even by all the instruction books there are to follow, we fall short. So God comes among us out of God's love for us to convey what it is to have love incarnate. God is love incarnate. It's only love for humanity that has ever changed the world. And in Christ, in Jesus' birth, we see God's love for humanity. In Jesus, we see God's love for humanity demonstrated again and again and again. It is what we are called to follow because it's only love for humanity that will change the world. We can't save ourselves. But in Jesus, we see our salvation. It is fitting for all times and in all places, but especially in times of trouble, of strife, of angst, of uncertainty. Indeed, Jesus came into the world and tore down some of the structures that were thought to be solid and confident, but in doing so revealed that there was something more solid, more confident than the structures humans had built to date. And that is the gospel of love. God showed us in that time that God is still alive and active in our world. And we come together every year to remember that. We need to remember it. Because the news of the day, the activity of the day, the concerns of tomorrow can make us forget. We can fall to our own devices, even being tempted to be inhuman if we're not careful but God, in God's love for us, taught us what it is to be human and that it is love that changes the world. This love is a generative power. In the giving of it, it multiplies. In the giving of it, it is restored. It gives one strength to go into the unknown, to deal with the uncertain, to challenge the injustices of the world, to withstand the pain that can come along with it. This is the good news that we are reminded of today. And we are reminded, too, that we shouldn't look for some grandiose example of Christ's return. Although Scripture tells us of it, it was all, it's always spoken of God coming in some grandiose way. I mean, how else would you describe the creator of all things coming among us? Of course we would describe it in some grandiose way. But all people have been expecting God to return in some grandiose way, and all people have expected the Messiah to come in some grandiose way. And guess how the Messiah came? As a baby. This seems more in keeping with how God acts in this world. We see throughout Scripture that God makes God's self known in the subtle and familiar things. In a ram caught in the bushes, In a burning bush, in a cloud, a pillar of light, and a cloud of smoke. God makes God's self known in a dream, in an angel. God makes God's self known in a baby. We must remember that the power of God is available to us because God makes God's self available to us. And we are called to be awake and alert so that we can see God working in the world and cooperate. Love came down at Christmas. Love became incarnate, revealing to us God's love for humanity. And as we receive that divine love, we are charged to share it in the world. This day marks the beginning Christmas Day marks the beginning for each of us to go into the world bearing the love of God made known to us in Jesus Christ. Amen.